Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and I have my returning guest today on this Wednesday, and he is... I am Pete the Retailer, uh, former and possibly future co-host of uh, Alphabetical. Oh. I don't know, but it's the chance we'll do something (laughs) again down the road, but uh, that's... We are alphabetical, the show where we went through all the Beatles songs alphabetically. I feel like you just really like organized podcasts. Yeah, I have to, you know, break it down into a system. With your spreadsheets. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Keeps you on track. Yeah. Otherwise, it just, the show would go right off the rails. So we were just talking about that. that is a, if, I think if... I have no idea if Alex and I would still be podcasting if we didn't have a like an organized system that laid out exactly what we were doing when. So. Just have all the alarms of like, you need to be doing this this day. Hope you're in the same city at the same time. <laughs> right. I just have a big notebook where everything lives. And I guess you could say a spreadsheet on my computer. I'm not as organized as you guys are, though. But my movies are probably a, a half as long. Well... Uh, plus, you're the uh, you're uh, you're just in charge of it yourself. So you have, as long as you have your system down for myself, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to, you know, not that I have to run everything by Alex, but we need a we need a place to kind of collaborate and and uh, confirm what we're talking about. Yeah, a place where you can edit your Google Docs in real time and each see it. <sighs> I am glad I am solo a little bit now. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like exponentially harder. Well, well, you're not totally solo. I'm here right now. uh, Oh yeah. I'm not talking into the void about um, a crazy British spy with horrible teeth by myself. Not that you're above that, but you're just (laughs) not doing that right now. Yeah, Not that I'm above that. We are about to launch a rocket though this minute you and i oh yeah yeah, we yeah we're just gonna launch a rocket the two of us Mm -hmm. it's cool we got to start planning phases for the moon base so we got to get some supplies or some recon yeah going up there scouting for for movies by minutes moon yeah i'm not sure who wants to go or what sort of devices that we're going to need but we've got the rocket and that's all that's important yeah step one I feel like that's a vital step. Uh, unfortunately, we are not in a volcano. Volcano. Sorry. Volcano. <laughs> but we do have a lot of henchmen that can give us some help. And a fat bastard walking around. Yes. Do you have any idea why the people that are helping um, get Dr. Evil and Mini-Me ready for launch are wearing actual fencing helmets? Uh, no, I just figured it was kind of a, like a henchman trope. Like a style um, choice? And something that was readily available for the costume department. Um, I mean, not that it's super readily available. You don't just find fencing helmets at like, you know, Target. But, <laughs> um, you know, something that they could, you know, get that looked uh, evil slash future but not... Well, you know, they didn't have to spend too much time making or, or 
it's, it's available and yet not instantly recognizable, I think, to not everyone would say, like, oh, that's just a fencing helmet. Yeah, that's true, because they don't have the full-on everything else, like the... Uh, whatever goes over the head first before you put the actual fencing helmet on. It's almost like a mm. sock for your yeah, whole head. that kind of, like, yeah, head sock. Yeah, can you tell that we don't fence? <laughs> <laughs> I did briefly. Did you really? In, yeah, in uh, my junior year of high school, I switched schools and... and uh, that school had a fencing team. So I was like, oh, cool. Except my friend was the captain of the team. So he was merciless in, uh, you know, you're, you're doing these kind of, uh, you know, drills and, and kind of exercises to make sure you're in the right position. And if you're not in the right position, he would correct you with a little swat of the foil. But because we were friends, he knew that he could get away with correcting me a lot more and using me as an example. So. How long did you last on I this was, team? I left the school. <laughs> Not because of that, but it just say, it worked out that way. What an extreme response. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I just need to leave because um, I'm being harassed by my friend in the fencing team. <laughs> yeah. My buddy won't stop swatting me with his foil, so I'm out. Um. Yeah, so somewhere I I I don't think I still do, but for years I had a fencing mask and foil and gloves and stuff in my closet. It's a fun random thing to have in your house. Yeah, if I ever needed to make a, a rocket movie, I could. Uh, <laughs> you could just dress pretend. Dress up my henchman. Yeah. I just wish I had one of these sweet ass spacesuits. Now that we're seeing them standing up fully, mm-hmm. you know. It wouldn't be a bad costume to have in your house. Yeah, no, it's well. Are you talking about the their suits, Doctor Evil yes. and, and Minnie Me suits? Okay, yeah, not they're like the, space, not astronaut. the spacey uh, uh, henchman suits. Yeah, with their uh, aluminum foil pants. And you know, I just I just went and noticed. Uh, I granted we were. Maybe not fully there yet, but as as I'm scrubbing through the minute and I see the fencing helmets and then I see the all the other henchmen kind of lining up and uh, getting ready for the for the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I noticed that, you know, they're all holding guns except for one of them is holding a dustpan and broom. Oh, I literally just saw and, that too. And he's holding it like a rifle. <laughs> That's a nice little joke there. Uh, I like to think that maybe... Um, they had like extras walking around or whatever, and then they were like, "Okay, everybody, get into the shot. Every grab your rifle or whatever." And he didn't have one, <laughs> so he just grabbed something. Right, grab the nearest thing. And you know, um, you can still be evil and do chores. Well, somebody has to. It, it's like like we said, it's very well constructed. You know, well cared after. Uh, uh, base here, volcano layer. <laughs> oh, Siri just thought I said something. <laughs> she's she's already picking up that she needs to remind you to say volcano. Yeah, just thought I said, "Hey Siri, volcano in the." <laughs> she's she's um, planning your uh, your volcano base instead now. Yeah, this is a change of plans. We're not going for a moon base. We're going for a volcano base, I guess. So, All right. Siri has spoken. Mm. 
I mean, logistically, it might be a little simpler because we don't have to have a 30-second countdown. Right. Inside of a volcano. Yeah, yeah that would be... Uh, well, although this is, this is a 30-second countdown inside a volcano. <laughs> it so is. maybe it's a, eventually we would get there. Um, yeah, this is another good, I mean, the uh, kind of... Milking a gag like this with the countdown thing, that kind of long, long playing humor um, is something that I feel like they do really well in this. That then now it's a little more common, like, uh, you know, I think famously like Family Guy does a lot of it and and kind of modern uh, comedy does that more. But this is. Well, I remember this going kind of above and beyond a little bit with that, like pushing the boundaries and of that kind of extended, like, yes, they're actually going to do the whole thing kind <laughs> of comedy. Um, like, like when he wakes up, he gets unfrozen and he's peeing or then the, the kind of like, they get kind of, uh, there's another kind of long take one that I, I'm forgetting. Does he get hit with something and there's a, he makes a funny noise for a long time or something like that. Um, yeah, and then there's also, like, astronomically repeated things, so, like, getting hit with a rocket launcher and a gun and still the person is fine, and it's like, none of these things are real. Right. You know, I was thinking of the guy getting chased by the steamroller. Is that an actual scene or is that a cut scene? No, that's an actual scene. It's uh, Stuart from Mad TV, who's the guy who gets squished. Hmm. Um, yeah, that where it goes on for a while, uh, like they uh, kind of cut back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I promised you yesterday that I was going to talk about the moon landing or ask a question about it. Sure. So, again, this is the I'm thinking too hard, and Basil told me not to. But you know, sometimes <laughs> you have to with these types of podcasts. So. Um, when they, when the Mojo heist happened, when Fat Bastard stole the Mojo, it was May 25th, 1969. So I can't imagine much time has passed since the heist actually happened. Mm. I would say I'm going to give it about a good week. That it might have happened over a week or two. But the actual moon landing was on July 20th, 1969. Hmm. So. So is that. Wait, is that. I'm trying to remember how does that. Um, So you. I'm saying... Are you thinking that it's contradicting itself? I'm saying that I think Dr. Evil was the pers- first person on the moon. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Or will be. I don't know, you know, provided they, they make the launch countdown and all that. That's true. Provided the rocket doesn't explode on on uh, launch. Right. But presumably... Yeah, he might He be. will be. Yeah, he will be. Although, of course, you know, there's always conspiracy theories about that there's, 
all kinds of there's both conspiracy theories going both ways of course that we never went to the moon but then also that when we went to the moon that we found uh, evidence of other stuff on there so maybe maybe neither is true maybe they did find dr evil and his moon base <laughs> that's that's all it was it was just when they landed on the moon they planted the flag in the sea of tranquility and they looked around and there was already a moon base and dr evil's just waving in the window mm-hmm. exactly Okay. They were like, well, we can't just report that back. We can't tell the American people that there was an evil uh, evil genius here this whole time. Because then we'll look like idiots. Right. I think uh, we've sufficiently started a, who, a whole new conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, good. Good. That's, that's why I'm here. That's, uh, that's what podcasting's all about, right? You just think of new theories and just speak them into existence. Mm-hmm. And there's no one to stop you. <laughs> because it's just the two of us, except the person who's listening to this uh, on their commute is now screaming in their car. Right. I'm sure if, uh, you know, people who have real, people who are actually invested in uh, moon landing conspiracies are like, no, you guys don't get it. <laughs> so. This is all a lie. It was staged. It was filmed in a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, uh, well, oh, so we, we were, we were talking, uh, it was yesterday, the day before we were talking about the kind of uh, playing multiple roles and, and, uh, the kind of, you know, you talk about them kind of not really being in the same room before very much. And here there's a, there's a moment where they, at the very beginning of this, when he gets on the, little scooter and is driving around there's a moment where they almost cross paths dr evil and fat bastard yeah. and i slowed it down and i was trying to step through it to figure out how they were going to do that but it it cuts away right as they would be walking in front of one another ah so i think that i mean there's still some kind of trickery maybe it's just a a, a body double for fat bastard because he's not it's not really a close-up on him Maybe there's just a really gross kind of like full face fat bastard mask that somebody <laughs> had to walk around wearing. I feel really bad for that body double. Because yeah. generally I feel like only he would be in the suit because it's a lot. It's it's the voice. It's the the mannerisms. It's the everything. But this is the one time that he can't be in the suit. I wonder what in turn... Got stuck in that suit. Or if there's a, you know, usually, I think, don't people have body doubles, like, that they go with reliably? Like, there's the one guy who's always the double for this person. Yeah. So maybe it's just Mike Myers' just go-to double. And they're like, no, 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 we get it. It's just, it's really, you play really weird, gross characters. It's cool. But (laughs) it's still so sad. I'd be. I'd rather be the body double of Doctor Evil and like put Mike Myers in the that bastard. I wonder if they had one double for each character, just kind of sitting on the sidelines <laughs> waiting for when they needed. They're like, all uh, right, tag in, go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like they just had like, all right, well, we need the word for this shot. He's gonna walk by Doctor Evil. Who's gonna be in the background? So let's get the Doctor Evil double. And then we have an Austin double that's just like sitting there at craft services because it's not right. his scene. 
yeah, they don't really use him much. They're, I think it's the hierarchy. They'll, you know, he's always going to want to play Austin Powers first, and then the, the, the other characters will be background. Those will be body doubles. But I can't believe I didn't notice. Well, they yeah, because they just it's very quick that they like cut away. Yeah, I think yeah, right before they. Or inter, not interact, but right before they overlap. So we do the. <laughs> I'm like scrubbing through the minute, and I'm trying not mm-hmm. to laugh because we do the send off of like, okay, so begin the countdown at thirty. They do that whole thing that astronauts. I don't think they do it anymore, but that they used to do of like. Saluting because they're doing service for their country, technically. Hmm. Uh, briefcases? <laughs> Are you on a business trip? Uh, presumably that's some kind of uh, uh, paperwork so they can lay claim to the moon. Or uh, maybe it's money so they can, uh, you know, some kind of trinkets if there are any natives that they encounter. Hobo treasures, anything yeah, like that. That kind of a thing. Well, we know that the mojo's in one of them. Hmm. But does Minnie Me just have like snacks? <laughs> Probably. He's got like cheddar bunnies and a juice box. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Evil definitely still has snacks in there. He's got like the mojo, the snacks. Evil paperwork he's been pushing aside that he's never done, but he's thinking, you know, I'm on the I'm on the plane, I'm on the I'm in the rocket, there's gonna be a kind of a commute so I can get all this paperwork done that I was missing. Well, sorry, presumably it'll take a while, so they'll have time to catch up on stuff. It's a shame they didn't uh pack in more um entertainment. You know, those those could just be their other outfits in there <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. The the cases are. They're just suitcases. Yeah, they're just kind of small suitcases because they only really need, you know, they usually only wear one thing. Although maybe those other outfits are just underneath. Yeah, it looks like those are just underneath the spacesuits. I don't know what they would be packing. We get the cute little wave by. The doors close on the rocket. And then we get the shot. The thing that I was talking about earlier where it looks like there's just a platform built above the magma um, a good ways. Yet somehow they decided it was a great idea to put a rocket right over that magma. I'll assume that they're using something from the uh, magma. Somehow utilizing the volcano. No, maybe that's where the diphosphorus is. They're loading it up and uh, using that, using the volatility of the diphosphorus and the volcano. And you're just going to explode yourself? the rocket, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They just, like, plug in the diphosphorus from their suit straight into, like, the rocket. <laughs> and it just leaks out and causes an explosion. Okay. I don't know. That's a stretch. Fan theories. It's fine. There you go. Um... But this is another continuation of the lengthy gag. Everyone's just kind of twiddling their thumbs as Frau screams the numbers. 
And then ever the impatient man, Dr. Evil decides that uh, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. He was just going to sit there for hours as he goes <laughs> to the moon anyway. He could have waited, you know, another 20 seconds. Yeah, this is when I wish that there was like a deleted scene of them in in inside the rocket and like what they were actually doing. Mm-hmm. That could have been a very good gag. <laughs> Looking at a non-existent watch, that kind of a thing. <laughs> and then going like, this is taking longer than I thought. Well, he thinks that it's a better idea that if they close the doors and say go, that he'll feel he'll feel much more good with that plan. So Frau's like, "All right, I guess." <laughs> they yeah, she's just okay with whatever. So I'm sure originally did she come up with thirty? Probably not, right? Did he tell her? He told her thirty. Yeah. She's just like, okay, I'm good at counting and yeah, also being she's loud. Just rolling with it. And which she is. She's very great at being loud. I think NASA should have hired her to actually do countdowns permanently. <laughs> but the minute kind of ends with. She's kind of the opposite of. Uh, I was watching a video where they interviewed the woman who's the voice of everything. At most airports and and like the New York City subway system and a bunch of other stuff, there's like a, a woman's voice, you know, giving you all the instructions and announcement information. And it's all one woman who, uh, you know, lives somewhere in the Midwest, I think. And uh, so it's kind of the opposite of, of her. Her voice is very soothing and meant to be kind of clear and, and instructive, but being soothing at the same time, whereas uh, Frau's voice is uh, very loud and... and it's uh, you know I I definitely know what's going on and it's uh, it got my attention but it's not uh, it's not soothing at all. It's just very sharp. Yeah. I did not know that one woman did all the the informative speaking. It's a lot of it. What a lucrative career. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I don't know is she I don't know how much she charges. Uh, she definitely seems to be living okay just by doing all uh, all those announcements, which is great. And she does them from her house. They just send her copies. She records it and sends the files over. She's like a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. A really small batch niche podcaster. Just uh, ASMR instructions. Hmm. Oh, I think we've uh, tapped into a market now. <laughs> there you go. So if uh, if the minute-by-minute minute thing doesn't work out, we should all just speak soothing instructions because we all have the equipment to do it now. Yeah, exactly. We'll just send each other soothing instructions. <laughs> Don't panic. Just open the microwave and take out the foil. You should not have put it in there in the first place. No. The minute ends with the rocket ship closing the doors and uh, we're almost ready to just blast off. But the blast off happens in minute 69, um, ever ironically. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that 
I guess we'll we'll address it tomorrow, <laughs> but I feel like it's a weird honor being, you know, Austin Powers minute 69 is like it's you know, it's like being on yeah, minute 94 maybe of Star Wars minute. It's a special number for the show, so I'm uh, honored to be here if I'm invited back, of course, for tomorrow. Oh, we have to talk about uh what's going to happen tomorrow. I wouldn't I can't fathom talking about what happens tomorrow with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are going to have to come back and figure out what we're talking about. But in the meantime, where can everybody listen to your Beatles podcast? Alphabetical. At Alphabetical. It's uh, alphabetical.com. And, uh, and we still have a uh, fairly semi-active Facebook group, the Alphabetical uh uh, I forgot exactly the way it's phrased, but if you look up alphabetical, so it's you know it's like alphabetical but with an A in there, just enough that when you start to Google for it, it's like, did you mean alphabetical? <laughs> and you have to say, no, no, I really meant alphabetical. Um, and we're on Twitter at alphabetical, alphabetals, I think. Oh boy, it's been a while since I've plugged alphabeticals. <laughs> I don't remember all the stuff. But if you just go to alphabetical.com, um, it's all it's all linked from there, I believe, and all the episodes are there. Um, it's a fun show to do, and that's every once in a while we talk about what uh, what else we could do along those lines. So maybe we'll see a we'll see a reunion of that crew one day. It's not like you don't have a wide variety of back catalog to listen to. That's right. It'll take you a while to get through all of that, plus all of the uh, ABC Devo, plus all the other stuff. So plus eight hundred whatever episodes of Star Wars Minute. So got a lifetime of listening. <laughs> If you want to keep up with the P3 Taylor canon, you got to, you got plenty of work ahead of you. <laughs> Everybody go check out Alphabetical and rate, review, subscribe. All of Pete's podcasts, my one podcast right now, <laughs> and join the Listener Society at um, on Facebook. It's the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. You can talk to past guests, me, Listeners on there, um, post crazy gifts of Austin Powers, whatever you feel like you want to do. Definitely come back for Minute 69 tomorrow, so you can hear about, you know, possibly some penis jokes. But don't forget, stay groovy. <laughs> <laughs>